0: Welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. And today we are welcoming back to our podcast, Evangelist Scott Pauley. Scott, welcome back.
1: Thank you, my friend. Great to be with you again.
0: All right. We are going to be talking about uh, a little pamphlet that you've written a little bit ago called The Need of Our Nation. And I'm holding it up, even though no one can see this because this is audio. uh, But for (laughs) some reason, I feel the need to show this to the camera. But anyway, uh, the need of our nation it, it's a really great pamphlet so I wanted to come and just chat with you a little bit about this and, and first, I wanted you know I have to admit Scott you'll have to forgive me for this um when I saw the title I thought, oh man i don't know what's coming here you know in this age I'm thinking this is some sort of you know Christian nationalism or it's just some sort of political but it's nothing nothing like that at all in any way or shape or form and you're not Getting political, you're not talking about a philosophy or a party, but you're getting right. straight down into the scripture. I mean, you're going through the Psalms, you're going through First Peter. Um, so, I'm kind of curious as to uh, what what caused you to just put pen to paper here and say, "This is, I, I really need to write this down."
1: Sure. Well, it's a great question, and you know, immediately when people see in our culture today, in this current climate especially, anything about the nation, they immediately run to uh, the political side.
0: Right.
1: And, um, and for the record, I believe Christians ought to be the best citizens in any nation. Right. I think they ought to be educated, uh, on the issues. They ought to be engaged in the process. They ought to participate. They ought to vote. I believe that. But that being said, that's not the greatest need of our nation. Right. And, uh, the need of our nation is spiritual. Interesting. A few, um, weeks ago, um, a group from uh, Newsmax Television reached out and mm. somewhere uh, some of their people had come across the booklet and they wanted to do an interview and ask some questions about it. And when they reached out, I, I thought to myself, maybe you don't understand. <laughs> I said, <laughs> uh, look, I'm an evangelist. I'm a gospel preacher. Uh, all I can comment on is the spiritual need of our nation. And they said, right. great, fine. We'd be happy to hear about it. I I thought that was interesting because it just reminded me yet again, that there is a hunger and a thirst for truth Mm. and uh, people everywhere are searching for answers. Uh, But really that's all I can speak to. And so you're right. The booklet is just really an exposition of scripture and then an application of those scriptures to our, our current need uh, because that's what I am. I'm a Bible preacher and uh, a Bible student and a Bible teacher. And so uh, that's what I'm encouraging people to do: is go back to the basics, back to what we know for sure. The way the booklet came about was really an outgrowth of what I kept running into across the country. Um, you know, traveling in different regions every week, in and out of churches, meeting people. Uh, the question that kept coming up was, "What's going to happen to our country?" You know, we love America. We we want to see the right thing for our children, for our grandchildren. What's going to become of us? And is there anything we can do? There was almost a desperation in the tone. And there's a lot of frustrated people right now. I think everybody listening can acknowledge that. Right. Right. So what do we do with that frustration? And so in the little booklet, The Need of Our Nation, I took uh, two Old Testament scriptures, two New Testament scriptures, and just walked through them. and um, And those scriptures are... Uh, primarily passages that deal with people who are dealing with difficulty in their own country
0: at the time.
1: And uh, that's, that's really where the booklet came from.
0: What I I love about the booklet, first off, what I love about your, your preaching, your podcasting, your writing is, it is intensely biblical. You're, you're not just on a hobby horse. You're, you're not just out to expose some hidden agenda. You you don't have the ax to grind but you really want to point people to the scriptures and through the scriptures to Jesus. And that really comes out here in this booklet. You are glad. um, What, and again, what I love about this is it's, it's not a book you're going to walk away from frustrated with because it's easy to look at this world and just get incredibly frustrated and scared. I mean, I'm just, I was just thinking the other day about uh, some of the problems we're facing and, just thinking about my children. And, and I have to guide and shepherd my children through some of this. Yes. Um, and, and and it's, oh, man, it, it can be discouraging. But I read this, and, and you're taking this perspective. Listen, as Christians, we never should be discouraged because we have Christ, and Christ is ultimately going to be victorious. And uh, all of these these systems of Satan, all of these things that we're worried about, they will fail. They can't help but to fail. Because they're on the wrong side. And so Christ will be victorious. And because of that, um, you encourage us, first off, to pray. Um, we're, we're praying not just as, and you talk about even just having faith is not just a, a flippant uh, saying, just, hey, just have faith. Um, yes. or, or you know, And sometimes by that, we just mean just have an optimistic attitude. But in reality, we're praying to someone who is absolutely sovereign who's in charge. So talk to us a little bit about how important is prayer in all of this frustration and all of this discouragement and all of this. It seems like defeat sometimes prayers is are our, is our number one avenue uh, to start correcting things.
1: Yes. Well, you know, I, I'm convinced that one of Satan's um, chief weapons against God's people is despair. Mm. So if he can cause people to live in fear and he can cause people to lose hope, then already he's got his foot in the door because he's, he's taken the life out of us. Right. He's, he's drained the confidence and the courage out of us. And so uh, I really believe the great need is for people oh, yeah. in the words of Jesus, Mark 11, 22 to have faith in God and prayer is the, is the expression of that faith, at least the first expression of that faith. Yeah. Um, and and I, I like what you pointed out a moment ago. It's not just have an optimistic attitude, Uh, I want to be optimistic, but frankly, you watch a little news and you can lose that in a hurry. So it's more than optimism. It is looking up. It's not just looking ahead. It's looking up. It's realizing God is greater than all of this. And I think we've got to be reminded, too, it's not the strength of your faith that brings the victory. It's the object of your faith.
0: Absolutely.
1: I I said to a man the other day in an airport, he said to me, well, I'm a man of faith. I said, good faith in what? Um because, you know, faith in faith, faith in yourself, faith in government, faith in what? It has to be faith in God. And then I think our prayer must be done in faith. I mean, I get convicted, frankly, mm-hmm. that many times I pray, go through the motions of prayer, and ask for good things and say the right words. But I'm not really praying in faith, believing mm-hmm. that God is going to do this, and that right. the Lord really is going to answer this prayer so i think this is a moment where god's people have to be god's people this is a moment where god's people have to learn to pray again and to to pray in faith
0: Mm. so do you believe that well this is a two-part question do you believe that it's still possible for our country to see genuine biblical revival and how would you define what that revival would be? Well, I would,
1: I would say that the question, I would come at it from a different angle. Uh, and I'll explain what I mean. Instead sure. of saying, is it still possible for our country to have revival? Okay, that places the emphasis on the country, uh, on the condition of our nation. I think we have to turn it around and ask the question, is it possible for God to send revival? Mm. And there's a subtle difference in the two. Uh, My hope is not in where our nation is. If I just looked at our country right now, I would say we're too far gone. You know, we've crossed the great divide. But if I look to the Lord, my hope is in God and his divine resources. The truth is, if you study history, God has sent spiritual awakenings to nations that were in much uh, more dire straits than we are at this moment. You know, it's easy in, in the midst of what we're living through to think, all hope is gone. I think, again, that's a tool of the devil. Hmm. Um, I think what we have to do is get our eyes back on the Lord. That's really what I'm trying to to emphasize in this booklet and in all that I'm trying to to get out and say to people, um, it's not based on how bad the country is. It's based on how good and how great our God is. So, with that being said, the answer is yes, emphatically. I believe God is able mm. to send a spiritual awakening. If I didn't, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing with my life right, right
0: now. So revival is interesting. You know, you think about just break down the word revival uh, to, to live again, to, to breathe again. And so for revival to take place, you have to have a hopeless situation. You have to have a negative situation yes. in order for God to redo something. And so... In, in one sense we look at the world today and we think it's lost but if we're looking for revival that's almost a qualification correct <laughs> um so yeah. we we, we it, it's all about perspective um when you look at this and again again if we're if our eyes are on the Lord we know with all with God all things are possible
1: yes and so there, there's well you no, know I think you bring out a really good point people have to come to the end of themselves before they see God work. So how do lost people get saved? They finally recognize they can't save themselves. Hmm. Um, How do backsliders return to the Lord in the words of scripture concerning the prodigal, they come to themselves and they realize what they've done and they can't fix it. And I think the same thing is true when it comes to revival, you know, could it be I hear people say things like the devil's in the details, not for a Christian. He's not the Lord's in the details. So could it be that all that's going on in our world right now is actually a part of God's answer to Mm. a prayer. We've been praying for a long time, right? That God is finally bringing us to the last throes of ourselves to see what he alone can do. I love to tell people the end of us is the beginning of him. You know, when you get to the, to the wall, so to speak, God opens a door and I, I'm, convinced that's true. Um, so yes, that's part of why I'm so hopeful when people finally run out of options, uh, run out of their own ingenuity and ideas and ability to change things, then that's when they look to the Lord. And, you know, one thing that I point out in this little booklet on the need of our nation is that, um, you know, we think, okay, maybe after this season, we'll see revival, but I would point out to people that it was during the time that Jesus was living and ministering on the earth, that Rome was having the greatest expansion in its history. Mm. And it's while Caesar, a pagan, was broadening his reach and wicked men were in power that God was doing his most wonderful work in the world. So uh, I think you've got to realize it's in the midst of the mayhem and the midst of the mess that God is at work. And of course, we have the beauty of retrospect. Now Caesar's gone, Christ remains. So you know, all of this is going to pass at some point in some way, and the only thing that's going to last is what the Lord is doing. Right.
0: So let me ask you this. Um, I'll be teaching a a, a class this year on, on current events with our seniors here at Rock County Christian School, and so we're going to be watching the news every day. We're going to be embroiled and engulfed in all of this, and uh, what advice do you have for, for my students, but not only my students, but everyone who's a little bit like me, you know, I follow politics. Like most people follow sports. Um, You know, I am engaged and we're all, but what advice do you have for guys like us who are in the midst of all of this? um, As we're seeking spiritual guidance, what do you say?
1: Well, that's, that's a wonderful question. And not just in, in your context, but for everyone, because we all want to be current. We all want to know what's going on in the world. And I think you need to know, pe- you know, God's people uh, don't need to stick their head in the sand. They need to be informed. I would give this caution first. And it is this beware of information overload. Hmm. It is possible to take too much of that in. And frankly, and you know, this the, the news, there's only so much news and they just start rehashing and rehashing and rehashing. Right. And at some point, instead of informing the mind, it's depressing the heart. Yeah. So I I would caution people that there ought to be some limits on how much of it they're going to take in. Because for example, I think even conservative news can be the enemy of faith because even a conservative news perspective can put your eyes on men and not God. Right. And so I I would caution people about that. The second thing I think we have to do is when we do watch news, when we do listen to what's going on in the world, we need to immediately then run to scripture. Hmm. So there ought to be some Bible connection we would make. Okay. What do we learn from this that Christ speaks about in scripture? What do we learn from this that, you know, the, the word of God gives us some principle we can apply. Um, you know, the word is a mirror that shows us. us. Uh, it is a, uh, a telescope that shows us the greatness of God but it is also a lens through which we look at the world. And so I think, especially like in what you're talking about, we've got to help our young people right now develop a biblical worldview. They will not get a biblical worldview by simply watching the news. They'll have to view the world news and world issues and events through the lens of Scripture.
0: Right. And and, And you said it correctly. Even if you're watching a conservative media outlet, that's not going to give you a biblical worldview. There may be overlap, but yes. their goal is not to shed light on scripture and point us to Christ they're they're uh, sometimes it's it's they want to outrage us sometimes they want to <laughs> That's right. know, uh, provoke something within us. Um, all right, let's well, again. Know, go ahead
1: No, I was just gonna say conservatism and Christianity are not the same thing right and I think one danger right now is you, you can listen to so much conservative news that you get worked up and angry on the inside and i would remind god's children that that's flesh right now you can hate sin and you can uh, be angry at what the devil's doing in the world but i think we've got to guard ourselves you know james says the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of god right And so religious flesh is still flesh. And and just because, frankly, this comes full circle back to where we started this conversation. But just because somebody's a red blooded flag waving uh, patriotic American does not mean they're a spirit filled Christian. Right. And I think we've got to be very careful about conflating the two, you know, conflating Americanism with, um, you know, a heart for Christ. Yeah. Our this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. I love my country. I'm grateful for the land God let me live in. I want to be all I can possibly be for my nation. But ultimately, I'm to live for the glory of God, and I'm looking to eternity.
0: Right. And the greatest thing our nation needs are our Christians who love the Lord, passionate about his word, and are preaching the gospel. Because ultimately, again, our our, our nation, our, our greatest need is not political reform or an end to abortion or an end to the homosexual agenda, whatever. And we're against all those things. Um, But ultimately we need to be pointing people to Christ. And and that's how, uh, I mean, what good is it going to do if all those things are ended and people are going to hell?
1: Only the power of the gospel changes people. Right. And, you know, we're really talking about two things here. When we talk about revival, that's Christian people. I think sometimes right. people think a revival is Washington getting right. No judgment yeah. begins at the house of God. So right. revival is Christian people getting awake. And then out of that will grow the advancement of the gospel. And that's, what's going to impact uh, lost people who do not know the truth.
0: And we're talking again about the book, the need of our nation by evangelist Scott Polly. I'm going to have that a link to this on our website where you can purchase that. And you can go to enjoying the org, And that's, Scott, you've got your podcast there, uh, which is really great. It's about, about, what, 10 minutes long each day? Yes, sir, 10 minutes uh, minutes a day. You're normally going through a book of the Bible, um, and it's really a a great, encouraging uh, podcast. When you're done listening to my podcast, go ahead (laughs) and listen to Enjoying the Journey. I appreciate Um, that. Which, again, I highly recommend it. I, I listen to it. I hope you will as well. And on your website, you also have some, some articles, a blog, and uh, just really helpful information. And so our recommended resources this week, of course, is The Need of Our Nation. Um, and go check out Scott's uh, Scott's uh, uh, podcast and website and join the journey. And also, I want to link to an interview, Scott, you did on another podcast uh, with evangelist Ben Iverson, who's, who's a friend of yes. our podcast, who's been with us before Oh and good! That was a fascinating interview because it kind of gave a behind-the-scenes look at not only your podcast, which I found interesting, uh, but just evangelism in general, and uh, even just little things like how you're keeping in shape and what's it like, gee, even on your voice preaching so much and speaking so much. That was a really just a fascinating interview. So I want to link to that as well. We had a good
1: um, conversation. I enjoyed enjoyed that talk, and I appreciate you sharing it.
0: Yeah, uh, two of my favorite evangelists. uh, So I had to listen to that
1: one. Uh,
0: So I'll I'll link to that as well. And uh, Scott, I I also just happened to, uh, you know, we met at Crown College. You were my professor there. And I believe that was your first year on staff back in 97.
1: That's right. Um, That's right. exactly right.
0: And uh, this actually just a couple of weeks ago, my family was uh, vacationing in Pigeon Forge. And so I had to stop by i haven't been there since 1998 and so it was fascinating to see new campus new buildings yes um wonderful uh someone you know tim tomlinson who's the vice president there and
1: absolutely he was a senior when i
0: was there good guy showed me around just oh if you ever get a chance i'll put this on the i'll put crown's uh website on the on the show notes as well but just a fascinating journey through baptist history as well i not just baptist history but christian history in general um but Oh, just all of this. It, it's just an incredible campus. And I wish I could have spent hours there.
1: It's, um, it is an amazing place. Both of our girls are there studying and we highly recommend it. A great place.
0: It, it, it's where it's where uh, I got saved, where I came to know the Lords so of God used Crown College curriculum in my life. But anyway, so, Scott, thank you for joining us. And I know your time is short. My time is short as well. So thank you. It's been for a privilege. Us. And I want to thank, thank all of you, you for, you for I want to thank all of you for listening in. Check out our website, www.basicbiblepodcast.org, and you can find the links uh, to what I'm saying, all of that in the show notes. And uh, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at BibleCast. So until next week, have a great rest of your week.